Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to today's, tonight's episode of the Frisco Report. This is going to be a jam-packed video, guys. Get ready for some discussion here. The discussion of discussions with my co-host, Mike from Cowboys Corner. What's going on, Mike? What's going on, you guys? The Minnesota Vikings got scolded, all right? They sure did. They sure did. I love when uh, uh, J. Ron Curse did that after making that stop. He did the skull, you know, just uh, a little bit of uh, trash talking on the field, uh, I guess you could say. Well-deserved, man. Guys, we want to give a special thanks to you guys. Um, you know, we got Thanksgiving coming up here. This will be uh, one of your shows. You know, we'll be doing a lot of... Um, you know, a Q&A here throughout the course of the discussion and especially at the end. So, guys, if you have questions, um, you know, you can post them up or you can post them up towards the end. And we'll definitely do a deep dive on what everybody's thinking about this team right now. Mike, how are you feeling about this win here real quick against the, the Vikings? Dude, like I said, they scolded the Vikings, all right? There was no stupid horn, trumpet, whatever you want to call it, popping. All right. The only thing that was popping was Kirk Cousins on the ground with seven, with seven. All right. With seven sacks. All right. Uh, Dak Prescott. Listen, I give this guy a lot of uh, quote unquote hate. I'm going to tell you right now. Dak Prescott played the best game he has ever played in his entire career. And he did it against the Minnesota red hot Vikings defense. Okay. I'm talking about the checks at the line, the ball delivery, the ball delivery, the three incomplete passes, Joe. Dak Prescott was trying to put the ball where only his wide receiver could get it. I can't knock him on three incompletions because it was smart decision-making, play calling, uh, and play adjustments by Dak Prescott and Kellen Moore, all right? I can't get too hyped on the hype train because we know Kellen Moore is an inconsistent man, all right? He's an inconsistent offensive coordinator. Big shout-out to Dan Quinn, right? Cook was able to still run on us, right? He was still able to yeah. run on us, but the offense was able to capitalize every time they touched the football. Micah Parsons set the tone early with the sack fumble, and the rest is in the history books, all right? Um, I think the spread was one and a half points, never been done in the National Football League with a nine and one football team at home, never been done. Cowboys demolished that spread, all right. 37 point spread right there in favor of your truly Dallas Cowboys. All right, we're talking about Mike McCarthy. How is he gonna battle back? Can he get these guys 
back on track to the to to con, to contend. Are they contenders? Are they pretenders, Joe? And yeah. against those Vikings, they look like they're some chicken tender fools, man. All right. They, they got to take care of their chicken by Marshawn Lynch right there. The chicken money fools, right? And they went in there and they dominated. They scolded, uh, all right, the Minnesota Vikings. And I love it, Joe. I am pumped up. Yeah, I mean, they got three points. It was it was an incredible game. I mean, who does that in, in nowadays in this league, especially an 8-1 team? So we'll definitely touch a little bit more on that, Mike. But uh, – Topic of the game of this, and I got to give you full credit here. This game against the Giants, credit to you, Mike. The Odell Beckham Bowl. Why are we calling it the Odell Beckham Bowl, Mike? Listen, he has two teams, according to Ian Rappaport. It could be a surprise team. He did compliment the Chiefs in their football game, right? So there could be a third team. But the three, the two teams that we definitely know is the <clears throat> Dallas Cowboys and the New York Football Giants. We play them on Thanksgiving. If if Odell wants to come here, we have to show him, hey, Odell, we're consistent. What happened in Green Bay stays in Green Bay. We're looking forward. We just put a, a stamp of finished on the Vikings, all right? And we're going to do that to your former team, to your former team, Odell Beckham. So uh, after we knock the snot out of them, there's no reason for you to go over there. They just lost against the Lions. Cowboys going to knock the snot out, of, snot out of them. So between these two teams, when we beat the Giants, Joe, he's going to be signing a dotted line, Joe. Uh, uh, a dotted line, Joe, as a Dallas Cowboy. Yeah. I really think that it is. They're definitely in the mix, right? And it's definitely – that's how we're calling this. The loser – Goes to seven four and and uh, you got the commanders right right on their tracks there so that would not look very uh, appealing to to Odell obviously and you know they're saying that Odell is looking uh, somewhere in the opening the opening line five million for for the for the remainder of the season super super affordable if the Cowboys don't get that done at that rate they're never ever going to sign a free agent ever the rest of Stephen Jones's career. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's affordable, bro. That's, like, beyond affordable. You know what I mean? So, yeah. What, what's your thought on that, Mike? Look, uh, I'm not really concerned about Stephen Jones here, all right? Jerry Jones, don't talk about free agents the way he's talking about Jerry Jones. The players have not been vocal about a player as much, okay? They've been vocal about players, but they haven't been as vocal as much as Odell Beckham. You got Dak Prescott. You got Micah Parsons. You got Demarcus Lawrence. You got J. Ron Kirst. You got the leaders. Let me let me emphasize that. You have the leaders of this football team saying, hey, Odell, this is where it's at. You can get with this or you can get with that, but this is where it's at, right? And that's what they're doing, and that's exactly what they're doing. Never have I seen this before uh, in, in the social media era of the Dallas Cowboys where all players are on deck, including the owner slash GM Jerry Jones, and recruiting and recruiting a player, especially this late in the season. Yeah, they, they definitely seem like they're all in on this thing here. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Definitely getting him in the mix definitely, you know, would put you in that – that conversation of, you know, getting getting you over that hump there, right? I mean, Odell was a critical part of 
the Rams' success in the Super Bowl and getting to the Super Bowl, you know, he still has the talent. To me, kind of reminds me. It would it would really would remind me of a To type of signing. Obviously, To was a bit younger, you know, back when we signed him. But um, the explosiveness of Odell, you know, knowing the route tree, the entire route tree, you know, the, the footwork, uh, the swagger that he, he would bring to the offense is really a big part of, of, of really what I like him, about him. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, we do have really good players on the offense, but we don't. I don't know that we have that true Michael Irvin-esque, Des Bryant-esque type of player on offense. I think you bring him in here and, and you kind of get a little bit of that rub off on some of these other young, uh, um, you know, receivers. So I'm all for this, man. I'm, I'm really hoping that, that we get this win and uh, we're able to bring him, bring him home, Mike. No, listen, it's very important. Like Jerry Jones made the comment of with this team that we have now, I think they can make a Super Bowl run. He said the same thing last year, Joe. And what happened? We lost to the first round to the San Francisco 49ers. All right. Jerry Jones talks about he could write any check in the world. It don't matter the size, how big, what the number is. He would write a check to go to a Super Bowl again. Jerry Jones, put your money where your mouth is. Shut your son up and go to the pull out vintage Jerry Jones here. Let Stephen Jones choke you again like you did when you signed Deion Sanders, all right? That's the type of aggressiveness I want from Jerry Jones, all right? He's been hiding. That aggressive Jerry Jones has been hiding. The last time we seen an aggressive Jerry Jones was with Greg Hardy. That's the last time we seen him. We got to get an aggressive Jerry Jones in here. Listen, uh, 25 mil for three years, I think that gets the job done. Guarantees, incentives, you can work that out, Jerry. You're the you're the guy for the job to work something like that out. But I want vintage Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, take notes, put pen to paper, and learn something from your daddy. Hmm, yes. Well said, Mike. Well said indeed, man. Salute to everybody in the chat box, man. We can't do this without you guys, like we said. Uh, great seeing everybody in the chat box. Primetime Phil, Soup Trap, MMG, uh, just to name a few. Michael, we see you out there. Uh, Coach Dante, uh, Hollywood, we see you out there. Heartland Cowboys. Yeah, man, it's uh, it, it's, it's just going to be um, something that we got to break, right, Mike? You, you're talking about uh, Thanksgiving. We're like on a five-game skid, right? I think that's what it is right now. And yeah. uh, it, it's, it's, time, it's time to get a win here. You know what I mean? Th this is... Uh, when you're making a championship run, you win the, the big games, you know, you, you answer the bell, right? Dak Prescott, we had our, we had our doubts. You know, I think everybody did, you know, eight and one Vikings. Is he going to answer the bell? He did, right? The whole team did. So here's another one. This is another big test. Win at home on Thanksgiving with, you know, these new jerseys, you know what I mean? I, I don't want the team to be distracted by, oh, look, look, look at these badass looking jerseys and we're gonna come out here and flop i don't care about them they, yeah they look badass right but <laughs> let's get the win bro like let, let's let's uh let's start to get one step closer to where we want to be mike you know well, it's very important that they do right not only do you want to set the stage and try to recruit odell beckham with this win joe you gotta set the stage for the national football league in a in, in a month joe in four weeks four and a half weeks who do we got we got the Philadelphia Eagles, all right, who who is declining in the National Football League. They lost to the Commanders. 
Uh, Matt Ryan just choked, right? So you have to you have to take advantage of the Eagles and their little slope that they're in because they're going to get beat by the Green Bay Packers. I don't care. There's no Eagle fans in here because they know that there's a slope too. The Packers are going to beat the Eagles. The Commanders, I don't know who they play, but they have a they have a good opportunity to beat them. So this game right here, Joe, between the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants is very, very critical, all right? Because if you lose this game, the Commanders keep winning, you are easily went from second to fourth. When you can capitalize on this game and get from second to first by the time you play the Eagles on Christmas Eve. That's going to be a big-time game. It's going to be a big-time game. A lot of these games going down the stretch – it's really about, you know, um, positioning yourself in the playoffs. Combos are currently in the playoff hunt. They're, they're, you know, if the season ended today, they're in the playoffs. You just got to keep taking care of business. They control their destiny right now. Mike, you and I always talk about you want to be the team that you can control your own destiny, not the team that, oh, I, I got it. The only way I get in if somebody else helps me. That's crappy shit, dude, right? You know, you don't want to be that team that, you, you kind of have to beg to get in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right now we control our destiny. Uh, you know, we're, we're still in, we're still in a striking range of the clinching this whole thing up, man. And they just keep winning, taking care of business. Like we got three home games coming up. That that's you add three plus this, you know the uh, the seven that we have right now. That's ten wins, right? Mike, I think you and I talked about getting. 11 wins, right, just to clinch it up, and, and you're in the playoffs, right? Do you still think 11 is the number, or can you sneak in there with 10? I think 11 is the number. You got the commanders surging, right? Uh, let's see. Uh, the, the Packers just lost, but what what the, what, what can they do? Um, you know, you, you want to talk about Seattle and what they're trying to do over there. So you want to take care of yourself in the best situation, right? And in order for you to take care of yourself in the best situation, you got to continue to win games. Can you miss on one game? Can you miss on two games? Yes. But after that, 12 and 5, 13 and 4, get in there and go play some ball. <laughs> yes, man. Yes. Play play some ball, man. Just just keep having fun. I think McCarthy's done a, a, a pretty good job this season, man. I, I just want to I just want to see these guys keep winning. You know what I mean? And, these three home games coming up, I think you have a definite shot of, of doing really well. And then you got Jacksonville on the road. That, that, they're pretty competitive, but you should be able to beat them, right? Um, and, and then at, at that point, you know, you, you have, you know, the games down at the end there. You know, you got to, you got Tennessee there at the end. You got, uh, you know, Philly on, on uh, Christmas Eve and uh, the Commanders, right? So some good games down the line, but I think you you run the table here on these next three games. You're putting yourself in really, really good position. You know what I mean? Mike, during this game, and everybody in the chat box, we, we blew them out, and we saw Peters come in at left tackle, and they shifted Tyler Smith to left guard. 20 plays. To me, this was a preview, a little warm-up. You know, as far as what the Cowboys are thinking, um, and, and the thinking is that at some point when Tyron Smith is ready, it looks like this is going to be the plan for them. You know what I mean? I I, I think that, that they're going to put Tyron Smith back at left tackle, and they're going to put Tyron Smith at left guard. Guys in the chat box, what's your thoughts on this? Mike, what's your thoughts on that? 
No, it, it's so crazy. Two weeks ago, I mean, over the course of the last two weeks, me and Fifth Quarter Cowboys, big shout out to my dog over there. Y'all go subscribe to Fifth Quarter Cowboys if you haven't already. Um, he goes, man, Tyron Smith, he's going to come back and get holding penalties. I said, Fifth Quarter. I said, you have to put your best five out there. Tyron Smith is a first ballot Hall of Famer. He is one of your five that you go out there and you put a uh, – you put out there and you watch that wall look like the Great Wall of Dallas, all right? Because that's what it's going to be. That's what it's going to be. Tyler Smith in those 20 plays looked phenomenal. He had a nasty edge to him, right? Because left tackle has a lot going on. Left guard has a lot going on, but not as much as a left tackle, right? That's the blind side to the quarterback, all right? Tyler Smith, you turn on those 20 plays when he was playing left guard, looked absolutely uh, aggressive, like what you basically saw at Tulsa, right? Aggressiveness, uh, the physical nature of his game, getting your hands on you like, like, like Tyron Smith, right? So a lot of good things going on. Big shout-out to Connor McGovern, though. He stepped up big time and getting in sync with this offensive line. The only weak link that I see here is still Tyler Biotish. But Tyler Smith, Tyron Smith, makes the best five lineup possible. I'm talking Tyron Smith. I'm talking Tyler Smith, Tyler Biotish, Zach Martin, and Terrence Steele. That's your best five. You give me that in the playoffs, Joe. We're shooting arrows. <laughs> We're shooting arrows. We're shooting at the moon. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're not talking about, you know, Sean Payton and we're not talking about this and that, you know, we're, we're talking about the good old days, bro. And, that, and that's what every Cowboys fan wants to get to, man. And even the young fans that never experienced the championship years, bro, it's just the best feeling in the world, man. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm sure a lot of us watch other sports, right? Whether it be baseball or you know, whatever, and if you do and that team wins, it's a good feeling. You know, you go and get the cap, the championship shirts. Oh, instantly. You're, you're, you're riding, you're riding on, on uh, cloud nine, man, and that's all we want here for Dallas. This is going to be interesting, man. It's going to be interesting to see. My only concern about Tyron Smith, Mike, is uh, the injury history and how he finished last season, um, you know, is that you know would would he be a liability? You know what I mean. Will, will Dak feel comfortable? Dak's game and this one was night and day, Mike. The one against the Packers, the happy feet. I mean, he was bouncing all over the place. Like, oh, ah, ah. The, this one went with Green and with the uh, you know Minnesota, very comfortable in the pocket, striking everywhere, all over the place. It was crazy different. Dak was pump faking Joe. What's the last time you seen Dak Prescott pump fake? Yeah. Yeah, man. It was everything on the, was on, on on the, the big play to Noah Brown. Dak Prescott was reading his reads. Yeah. And then he 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 underthrew it, but he he was able to pump fake. He was head bobbing mm -hmm. on play action. I mean, Dak Prescott played the best game of his career. It was one of his best games, bro. It really was. Um and Dak and Zeke have had good games against Minnesota, but this one was more. You know, what I mean, this was this one was different. This was different. This had this was a statement game, and man, you and I said it. You know, this this was a must win. They had to come out here and show us something. And I'm just proud of the team, man. You know what I mean? Um, I'm very hard on the team after that Packers game, but 
you know, to see them bounce back, that's what you want to see. You don't want to see these guys cave in. And I think that's a little bit of a shell shock for some of us because we're kind of used to that with the Jason Garrett teams. They would do that crap, right? Uh, win one, lose one, win one, lose one, oh, win yeah. two, lose two, win three, lose three. Like it, it was always you. Were, they were always hovering at eight and eight perpetually. You know, even during his whole tenure, I think they were like close to eight and eight or whatever. It's five hundred, right? It's not good. Um, you got two super chats in there, real quick, Joe. Oh yeah, let's see what we got, man. I can't can't ignore here the, the chat box coming through, fast and furious. Uh, we got Hollywood twenty three twenty two. Appreciate you, bro. We have a good O line problem. That's exactly how I see it, man. You know what I mean? Uh, you've got good depth there. You know what I mean? Whether you were to keep Tyler at left tackle and uh, Peters and Connor at at left guard, and uh, even if you were to bring along Tyron Smith, which Oh, I, I think that I don't know if they would actually uh, throw him in the in there immediately. They they might have him kind of like what they're doing with uh, Peters. You know what I mean? Like activate him, give him a few snaps to get football ready. Mike, we always talk about getting in football shape. It's different than you know uh, doing cardio and working the bands. So for me, we all know that the history here with Tyron. So hopefully that they'll do the same plan that they did with Peters, right? You saw Peters had a good amount of snaps, right? You might, I think you said 20 snaps, right? 40 snaps. Yeah, yeah that's good. I think that's what they need to do with Tyron. You know, if they're gonna if they are gonna in fact do that, don't just throw them out there because I think that's that'll just uh that'll hurt the team if they just throw them out there like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Very you know, good. It, it's so funny how you know we have a good O-line problem, Joe. I remember just Seven months ago, eight months ago, Joe, we were talking about the offensive line being the weakest link on this football team, right? You know, we, we, you know. And then I remember people are like, "Why do we draft Tyler Smith? Oh my God, so and so was on the board. Oh my God, person was on the board. Why do we go Tyler Smith? Calm down, people. All right, Cowboys know how to draft offensive line. I'll never forget seeing Michael Gelkin put out put out the word of the bird. Right, the bird is the word on Twitter talking about. Tyler Smith. I'll never forget it. So, offensive line is not the weak link. Safety on the Dallas Cowboys, not a weak link. So, Cowboys definitely improving, building through the draft. Looks like it's working, Joe. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're inching closer and closer, man. You can you can almost tell, you know what I mean? It's just about being more consistent, you know what I mean? Less sloppy. Just clean up the little things, and you're right there, bro. You are, like, right there with being uh, pretty close to an, an elite team, man. Uh, another one here from Hollywood 2322. Um, this this is a good question here. I was actually thinking about this. Uh, where did it go? Um, yeah, yeah, right here, right here. This the, I was thinking about this last night, bro. And, and maybe some of you guys saw this game, bro. But San Francisco's coming on really quick right now, playing like they did. When they're they're winning that little uh, playoff run, bro. Do y'all fear Philly or San Francisco more, Mike? What what, what say you? What's what say the chat? You know, you know, I don't fear Philly at all. Divisional game is going to come down to the wire. San Francisco, I fear more than Philadelphia. Why? Because we don't ever hardly play these guys, right? I mean, uh, man, we just don't ever play them. And so, 
you know, we don't know each other, but the coordinators of, of, of the teams and the coaching staff, I mean, you look at the last year's playoff game with Sanford and we got out coached, we got out schemed, we got mm-hmm. out played, right? Um, Philadelphia don't scare me. They don't scare me at all, period. Fraudulence, just like the Giants. And Fran, San Fran scares me because we hardly ever play them. It's it's a big Cowboy, Dallas Cowboy, San Francisco rivalry from, from ages ago, right? And it's always staying that way. The Dallas Cowboys have to figure out if we see San Fran in the playoffs, how are we going to out-coach them? How are we going to out-scheme them? Can Kellen Moore get creative because he went stale in that playoff game? So, Philly, yeah, I don't lose sleep over those those trash cans. San Francisco, <laughs> they just beat us less than a year ago. Those are the guys I fear the most. I'm I'm right there with you, Mike. Uh, everybody in the chat box, let us know who you who you feel more. I don't feel I, I don't, dude. I don't fear Philly. I think that they they. I think they hit the high too early, and now they take a loss. They barely beat a sucky Colts team, uh, <laughs> you know. And so I think they're kind of running out of, of uh, some steam here. All the teams around the league are incurring injuries. Cowboys are getting healthy at the right time, right? We're getting people in here now. Um, yeah, man, San Francisco would be the team. It's kind of an uncommon opponent. You know, McCarthy talks about this all the time. The uncommon opponents tend to be the ones that challenge you a little bit more. San Francisco, they look physical again. Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, smart with the football, you know what I mean. And, and Debo is just he, he he's that type of presence that that Odell would bring to the team. You know, that's the swagger, the physicality. You know, uh, just I want that's why I want Odell here on the team because I mean, you look at Debo, he's stiff arming people. You know, he's making first downs. He's running the ball, running over people. It sets the tone. You know what I mean? And that's that's why I, I want us to be – I almost kind of – I almost want to rematch these guys because I think it's a good test. Like, are we good? Did we improve enough to beat these guys? You know what I mean? If you're a championship team, you look forward to those rematches and get the victory, right? You, you, you don't want to be like, oh, I'd rather play somebody else. No, man. I want to play the best and beat the best, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, iron sharpens iron, man, and you get momentum. And all you need is to catch fire, Joe, in the playoff. You catch fire, get to that Super Bowl. Yeah, man. Yeah, indeed. Indeed, indeed. Hollywood 2322 with another Super Chat. Thank you, bro. Uh, These are good questions. The good thing about McCarthy Coach Team is, you know, we will bring the fight to the team we're playing on like Garrett. That's one thing I have noticed, right? Like, it seems like uh, we rarely show up unprepared. <laughs> like like you said, like Garrett. With Garrett losing to rookie co- uh, co- uh, head coaches, like, all the time, every single time, you know, and that, that was never a good look, um, you know. So, <laughs> at least with McCarthy, I don't know, man. Like I said in my post game, whatever he did to get the team going, do it again, bro. You know, whatever it was, I mean, it helped. You know what I mean, Mike? Yeah. Listen, I still got a bad taste in my mouth from Mike McCarthy standing on a podium, all right, and saying that our guys were nervous. I I don't want to hear that crap ever again. I don't want to see that type of performance ever again. Get into this playoff bracket. Be prepared. Be ready. And let's go make a run, all right? McCarthy – what, what Hollywood here just said 
is he has all the confidence in the world that come playoff time, you'll be able to bring the fight to the team, unlike Garrett. Garrett's won a playoff game, all right? Mike McCarthy, it's time for you to win one with the Dallas Cowboys. Such a good question. So, so these are great questions. I appreciate the super chat, Hollywood. Um, let's get to the next topic here, Mike. Uh, we're talking. We just talked about Tyron Smith at left tackle. I think there's a good argument as far as like, yes, put him in, but for me, not immediately. You know what I mean? I, I think that's the right thing to do. I don't want to put a rusty Tyron in there. I think that opens up, you know, a uh, hesitant Dak Prescott. I'm, I'm not so sure about. Tyron over here, you know, let, get him going, you know, get, 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 get the blood going, get some snaps going. And then, uh, and then I would definitely feel better about that type of scenario. You know what I mean? And I think that's how everybody should look at it. You know what I'm saying? Um, the road to the playoffs, Mike, we kind of, we kind of hit on that. And it starts, it starts with this Thanksgiving game and, and take that momentum. Um, let's talk about a little bit more about Dak Prescott, Mike. Answering the call here uh, versus Minnesota, um, how big of a game in your mind, and everybody in the chat box, is this game for Dak Prescott's legacy, for what, what he is? You know, can he win a Thanksgiving game here for us? Ooh. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. Thanksgiving or not. It's, the whole country is going to be watching, eating Thanksgiving dinner with their family. Don't have to be turkey, be whatever you want it to be. And the Dallas Cowboys been five years, Joe. Five years. Five long, exhausting years since the Dallas Cowboys um, has done anything for, for Thanksgiving. And they got a big show here. They got divisional games. They got divisional matches uh, on Thanksgiving, right? It's time. I don't want a Mark Sanchez coming out party with the Eagles beat us on Thanksgiving again. I don't want that crap. We we're facing Daniel Jones here, Joe. We're facing um, we're facing uh, the NFL leading rusher, right? Can't, let's make let's defense. Let's really stop the running game here. They're, they're wide receivers. It is what it is. I'm not real concerned. You got to stop that run game, and you got to. It's basically you're playing Kirk Cousins again on Thanksgiving Day. Go out there and go do it again. Go do it again. Dak Prescott, your legacy here is an emotional roller coaster. You have the ups, you have the downs, Dak Prescott. Can you stay consistent? Can you stay? I mean, Josh, Josh Allen is hitting a downward, a downward trend, but we all know that Josh Allen's going to go up and he's going to stay up probably for the rest of the season, all right? Dak Prescott, it's it's like a heartbeat, man. Bing, 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 right? So can you flatline this thing? Start some – stop some hearts here. That's what I'm trying to say here, Joe. Stay consistent, Dak. That's – you want good legacy? You want me to potentially buy your jersey? Flatline this thing. Be consistent. Yeah, that's what it's got to be, bro. It's got to be – because, I mean, it is a big game. You know, it's a, it's a national game. You know what I mean? And, and like we said, the Odell Beckham sweepstakes. It, it, this, this is a huge game for us. Um, you you want to stay in the division, obviously, and be, beat these guys, sweep them, right? That would, that would would We would get another sweep on these guys. I don't, I don't want to split the 
the series with these guys. Um, so big game, you know what I mean? How does this team handle success? This is one thing that, that I do believe has hounded a lot of these coaches, including McCarthy, whether it's Garrett or McCarthy, you win. How does the team handle winning? I think it's just as important as it is. How do they handle losing? Because yeah, man, we, we whooped that ass, bro. But you got to stay humble, right? You got to have the humble pie. I, I just don't feel that you can come in here and be like, oh, we whipped the hell out of an 8 1 team. Uh, let, let's take our foot off the pedal and, and, and let's have one of these close ass games again. You know, I, I don't want that. I don't want that. Let, let, let's make another statement, man. Let, let's let's make statements the rest of the season, bro. You know what I mean? Yes. I mean, they, and they have to, dude. They have to. Listen. Dak Prescott, you know, lost against Tampa, lost against Green Bay. Those are potentially playoff teams. All right. Not, you know, those are potential playoff teams. Um, really good quarterbacks. You know, a lot of people say elite, right? Tom Brady's the GOAT, right? Uh, Aaron Rodgers, elite. You beat Kirk Cousins. That's just Kirk Cousins, right? You got to go in here, beat beat your, the expectation is for you to go beat Daniel Jones. You got to go beat him, right? Um, so it's all about building your legacy that way. Beat him, though. Beat Tom Brady. Beat Aaron Rodgers. He didn't get that done. Um, but he has times to go. He has, he has a lot of time to go build that legacy some more. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Still has time, but not too much time. Year seven. You know what I mean? And uh, it's time. It's time. It's time to get us some championships here. Hollywood 23-22. I say we draft a left guard early in this draft. Um, I, yeah, I, I think you're you're um, definitely on the right path here, right? Because whatever happens with Tyron this season, that's it. You draft the Tyler Smith to be to be the guy left tackle. He's shown that he can play it at a high level. He'll be the left tackle next season. That opens the door for left guard, right? They'll probably offer a deal to McGovern, but he might be able to find something kind of like what. Uh, our boy did down in Miami. You know, I think he can find a similar type of deal somewhere. So maybe they let him walk. But you never know. Uh, but, yeah, I would definitely consider a left guard uh, within the first three rounds, man. You know, see, see what you can get you. You know what I mean? And then have that guy compete with Farniak and man, let, let that battle uh, go go down. You know what I mean? No, 100%. Listen, it, it, t- t- Tyler Smith could look like an absolute stud, like just like he did at left tackle at left guard. Then yeah. you have flex to go to go left guard or to go left tackle, right? So you, you Tyler Smith really helps you, um, really be safe on your picks if you want to go O line again, because they could easily keep Tyron Smith for another year, and we'll see how that goes, right? So it's uh, Tyler Smith being able to play both. Now we we got to see him at left guard. We only seen him twenty plays, but we got to see him more when 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 Tyron Smith gets back, right? So Tyler Smith can potentially let you go get the best player on your board instead of reaching for left tackle, reaching for left guard, right? Be, and we we got to see this, but he Tyler Smith makes this team and makes these draft decisions so much easier. Because he got to flex at both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's a great, that's a really good point, Mike. You definitely gotta look at that, right? Because it's true, you know what I mean? He has that flex. And uh, you know, let, let's see how the board falls. And uh maybe that maybe that's what happens. And I think that gives you the flexibility for sure. 
Definitely. Another one here from Hollywood 2322. Are y'all two on board on us getting OBJ? Just think of it as us upgrading Noah Brown. I say OBJ is worth it. Screw the salary cap. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, Mike and I were both on board on this. We've talked about it a couple times. Um, yeah, man. It, it, it's the move to make right now. And, and, and the salary cap is not really um, something to really worry about because you're kind of just – you're signing a free agent, right? It's a hired gun, you know what I mean? So he's not looking at uh, super big numbers. He said the opening line, $5 million or so, is the opening line to, to, to get him signed for the rest of the season. You know what I mean? Um, that's pretty damn affordable, man. <laughs> I mean, that's very affordable, Mike. You know what I mean? So I think they can get it done for sure. No, I think they can. And, you know, $5 million is the baseline, right? So, you, Jerry Jones, say, hey, hey, listen here, Odell, uh, with the Cowboys, and uh, we're going to go ahead and give you that $5 million, and uh, we're going to uh, – we're going to vasectomize the mosquito here and uh, we're going to go ahead and put incentives into this deal where every playoff game, we're going to pay you a million dollars. Right. Yeah. So boom, who's going to show up in the playoffs because he got it. What do you want? 5 million. Every playoff game, he's going to get 5 million. Come on, man. Come on, Jerry, make this right. Let's go. That's exactly what it's going to go down. There's going to be an incentive laden contract and uh, they get it done, man. But it's the old Dell Beckham ball. Credit Mike with 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 calling it that because I, I really think that's what it's gonna be. You know what I mean? The OBJ bowl. The OBJ bowl, bro. Winner takes all. And bypasses the Eagles. <laughs> the Eagles are throwing all kinds of free agents. They they want that thing so bad. It's gonna be the dream team 2.0. That uh, who was it? Was it Vince Young? <laughs> that's that, that said that about them, and they freaking yeah, ended up so. not doing crap. Yeah, they're going down the same path, bro. They're signing a bunch of names, has-beens, and, and this sorts of things. Uh, I feel good about where we're at right now, man, but it all starts on Thanksgiving for sure. Um, let's see if we have any other questions here in the chat box, guys. If you guys got any questions here for us, go ahead and shoot them our way, and we'll get them answered for you. If you got any concerns or any Anything like that? Any any thoughts on the team? Uh, definitely post them up here. Uh, comments as well are very welcomed. I like this from Mike's Meticulous Details broad, uh, podcast. Armstrong has improved. Good pass rush. Uh, the, I, I like Armstrong, but uh, he tends to disappear a little bit, right? Like I think for like two or three weeks, kind of was on the milk carton for a little bit. Showed up big in this game against the Vikings. I want to see him show up again here in the Giants game and keep it going, you know what I mean? Because you're going to need it. Uh, you know, D-Law's kind of dealing with the foot. Uh, Parsons kind of dealing with all sorts of things. I mean, he's beat up all over the place. What an outstanding player, bro. He just continues to play through. He's a throwback player, Mike. You know what I mean? No, he is, man. Armstrong, dude, when I went to the training camp, Armstrong was the, probably the biggest guy on the football team. All right, Armstrong was. And uh, I was just amazed by his size, dude, because, I mean, the guy is huge. And it, 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 he's finally – like, it's like wrestling terms. Play your size, right? Like, Big Show used to get so much so much crap because he's, he's a, a seven-foot-tall monster that wouldn't, you know, really take control of that ring, right? Doran Armstrong wasn't – 
taking control of the football field, Joe. He's a monster, right? Look what David Irving was was able to do in, in, his, in his short career, right? Because the guy played to his size. Dorrance Armstrong's finally getting there, Joe. And uh, he already had, like, what? how many sacks did he have? Six, seven? I think he's at seven now. He's at seven. So he's already surpassed Randy Gregory, all right? Uh, anytime, Randy Gregory's only got six sacks on this football team. That's it. He's already beat Randy Gregory in one year without Randy Gregory. So yeah, that's what I like. Yeah, it is, man. Uh, Randy Gregory uh, looks like a free agent bust there with, with Denver. You know, I, I think we I think we dodged the bullet there. You know what I mean? I really do. Missing games, barely showing up. He got he got what he wanted, and then that's it. He's he's coasting now. He's coasting. You got to have hungry players on in the damn NFL, bro. Uh, because you, you got to do that to offset the guys that coast. You know what I mean? There's always the guys that coast. You got to offset that crap. I agree here with uh, Soup Trap, bro. Sam Williams is a play more. I, I totally agree 100%, man. And I, and I think they're giving him little by little. But I think you're now at the part of the season where, you know, he, he should be playing even more, right? The bull rush is outstanding. He's starting to get more in his toolbox as far as like a pass rushing, a spin move. Um, you know, he's he, I've seen him do a swim move as well. So uh, just, you know, refine the craft and get some more uh, pass rush moves in his toolbox. And I, I think year two is going to be crazy for him. But he's already showing some crazy, um, you know, Crazy power here, bro. Like, I mean, he's just putting the putting those tackles and guards and in, into the backfield. I love it, Mike. Yeah, dude. Sam Williams needs more snaps, but it, it's hard because you got Dorrance Armstrong playing at a high level. Sam Williams, Sam Williams in the running game, dude, is like a Demarcus Lawrence. All right, mm -hmm. yeah. Demarcus Lawrence is phenomenal in the run game. Sam Williams, I mean, just I mean, uh, Brian Baldinger put up some plays. Uh, with, with with Sam Williams able to hook and get around and go and, and still make a tackle, right? It's unbelievable what Sam Williams is able to do in the run game. Keep them fresh and let them eat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let, 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 let them eat indeed. Uh, here, here's a question, Mike. A little, something for a little bit. Uh, and, and let me know if you see any as well, Mike, in, in the chat box. We got a lot coming through here. Fast and Furious. But I like this one. This is a good question from Mike's Meticulous Details podcast. Will Zeke get traded or released next season? Um, I'll start off here, Mike, on this one. Uh, I don't see him getting traded because the yeah. the contract is, is still pretty big. He would, It would have to be redone, and you're not going to get much for him, right? Uh, if we're being quite honest, you're, you're by then he's going to be – on the on the wrong side of twenty money. What is he right now? Twenty eight, somewhere like that. So he, he's very old. Yeah. So yeah, he'll be on the wrong side of the twenties. The knee NFL age. Yeah, NFL age as well. Uh, it's more likely he'll be released, unfortunately, unless they do a Demarcus Lawrence type of redo. Um, it's gonna be interesting though, man. It's gonna be interesting to see what they do because for me. I think you got to find a way to keep Pollard, whether, whether it's a tag or, you know, uh, an affordable contract. You know what I mean? But if you just let that talent walk out the door, man, this team is just doing a bad job at, at keeping, you know, talent here. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
I mean, they say we like to keep our own talent. If that's the truth, back it up, man. Pollard is 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 awesome, man. And they're finally using him the right way, Mike. Yeah. No. No, that they they are. They they are using Pollard finally. I can't believe it's this late in the year and Pollard is still part of this offense. Here's one thing that they did differently than last year. Zeke hurt his knee and they let him play throughout the season. Zeke hurt his knee and they finally benched him. That's how you get stuff done. That's how you protect your player. And that's how you let your players stay fresh, right? Malik Davis ain't no pushover either. He's filling in just as fine, right, Joe? So yeah. you yeah. look at that, man, I'm telling you right now. Zeke is 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 a, is a true pass protector on this football team. He's still physical. I don't want to throw him away. Let him try to take a pay cut first, keep him on this team because his pass rushing ability, his locker room presence. I mean, it sucks. Two years ago, I said Zeke finally grew up. And now we're talking about letting him walk out the door. We're getting the grown-up version of Ezekiel Elliott, and it's time that this team uses him. Now use him for his leadership. Get him on here one more year, built to the draft. Sign Tony Pollard, sign Tony Pollard, and then let it, and then let Zeke's right off in the sunset in retirement. Uh, well said, Mike. I, I think that's just that's the way to go for, for me as well. Uh, Hollywood 23, 22 again with another super chat here. Would y'all trade Tyron in this offseason? I think it's the same type of scenario, Mike. Uh, you're talking about football years, he's probably like in his mid mid 40s and football years that body body because of his body yeah his body i'm sure his mental is there like oh i I guess i can still do it but the body is just not there anymore and and the whole the whole league season you know what i mean there so you're not gonna get like a uh you you wouldn't get a high pick at all you know what i mean mike i mean you'd be lucky to get like a i don't know like a i don't even know you would you would have to poke somebody's eyes out Somebody who has a bad front office, maybe like uh, the Raiders, <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe like uh, the Texans. You you would have to find a really bad front office to poke their eyes out because uh, uh, I just, yeah, I don't think you'll get much for him. No, I don't think you do. Like, you, you, big shout out to 1980 in the house. I think you... Uh, you got to keep a guy like Tyron Smith. You got to make him a cowboy for life. And whether that's backing up, being a swing, part-time, whatever you got to do, you got to make Tyron Smith a cowboy. Maybe he retires after this year. I've seen some photos. I've seen some photos where I think he, he I think he knows that it's time to almost hang this thing up. You look at his track record on yeah. injury. He might just retire. We don't have to worry about any of this. But you got to treat Tyron Smith, the first ballot Hall of Fame, with with dignity and respect, man. You got to let him ride the sunset. Yeah, that's a that's that's a, that's a good point there, Mike. Uh, Cleveland Brown. Uh, back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier. I was always hesitant on when we were going to. Sign Randy Gregory, dude is talented but unreliable guy. That that's what it is, right? He, Gregory was that. It was just so unreliable and not very consistent, man. You know what I mean? Um, I think last year was the most consistent he was ever was, but he wanted to find the contract, and now you see him coasting with the Broncos. Like it's just uh, not the type of player you want uh, on your team, bro. So. I feel you, Cleveland Brown. I feel you, man. Thanks for the thanks for the, the comment there. Yeah. Great one there. MMG. Competition brings the cream out. 
Brings the cream to the top, bro. Yeah, I totally agree, man. And that's uh, I think Cowboys have done a good job of doing that, right? You're starting to – I mean, they let go of Ridgeway. You know, there, there's some good players that, you know, the, the you know, you could say the roster is, is getting to the point where it's kind of stacked, where you are going to lose good players, you know, to the practice squad, or, you know, they just won't make it back to the practice squad like, like Ridgeway. But, I mean, you're seeing what Ridgeway is doing <laughs> in Washington right now. Boneheaded plays. Uh, he still has a ways to go, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, competition, bro. Definitely. No, that's what you want, dude. That's what you want. You got the stellar defense. You got this stellar offense. They practice together all the time. They had a hardcore training camp. Um, you know, you got to go out there and perform. Mm -hmm. Soup trap. I think time is too old for any trade value. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely up there. Definitely up there. Football age. Everybody sees the same thing we do. Dallas Cowboys fan, 1980 in the house. Great show, guys. A salute to the Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys fan, 1980, bro. Just so solid in this post game. Uh, I just always find myself on the same wavelength. I know me and uh, we're around the same age. You know, we, we kind of grew up on that same era of Cowboys. So I just we just find each other on the same wavelength over and over. Shout out to my boy, man. One of the best out man, there doing it, man. I, it, it, it's such a play. Cowboys, man. Like they brought us all together. Nineteen eighty, uh, Cowboys blog. Myself brought us all together, man. All got to meet up and just hang out for that night, dude. It, it was so much fun. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, well, great times. My particular detail uh, podcast is CD showing form of a true number one wide receiver, number eighty-eight. Um, it's it's uh I think I still think he's a really good number two who would excel with a with a really good number one. I I don't see him as a number one. You know I don't I don't see him as a guy that takes over a game. You know what I mean? Does he have Des Bryant type of? I think Des Bryant and Michael Irvin are really like the two guys that really are the epitome of what an eighty eight is. You know what I mean? Like the swagger is there. The physicality and then backing it up, you know what I mean. So, I don't know. He's in year three, you know what I mean. It's it's his first year as you know the quote unquote number one receiver. So, you know, I'm I'm totally open to giving him another shot next season. But I'm also open to drafting another wide receiver, man. You know, if there's a bass receiver there in the first round, I'm gonna do it, man. We, we can't go again with with wide receiver by committee next season. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's why we're talking about Odell right now, right? So, exactly. Uh, wide receiver definitely uh, a hole for us. So, he's a, he's really good though, man. I, I'm not I'm not throwing shade at at, at uh, CD by any means. He's really good, but he's uh, he's just not at, at that level, in, in my opinion. You know, I'm gonna be honest, man. Um, CD Lamb, I, I said it in the off season that he is in a number one wide receiver. And uh, just because the film says otherwise, like, yeah, he'll make the acrobatic catches. He's a dog in the middle of the field, able to take hits. But like, as Joe said, can he take over a football game? I haven't seen it, Joe. We haven't seen it. And that's why up Odell, why we're for Odell, because we know what when Odell gets in here, that's going to open things up for Michael Gallup. That's going to open things up for CD Lamb. It's going to get back to the ways of Amari Cooper was still on this football team. Yeah. Right. Amari 
Cooper made a lot of players on this team. They made guys like CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, and I'm going to go ahead and say it, Dak Prescott, right? So it, it, it's time for this team to come together and solidify their talent and put it on the field. But I'm all for drafting a wide receiver first. Get you a dog. Get, give up a couple of first-round picks and go get Justin Jefferson. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, we did shut him down, right? <laughs> which was which was badass by our by our team. I mean, all the good ones have those games where they get shut down, but more often than not, Justin Jefferson is one of those guys that, that takes over games, and it's just you know the elite of the elite. Uh, uh, Jim R. Chase as well for Cincinnati. These types of guys. Uh, Sue Trap to me, CD has all the skill, but doesn't have the killer drive to be the best of the best. Yeah, that's it's just that's just the thing, right? So um, I, I agree there. You know, I, I want to see more of a killer instinct, more swagger. It's, it's it's probably just not. He's probably just isn't that right. That's not in his DNA. Um, but uh, it is what it is, bros. It is what it is. Let's see what else we got here in the chat box, guys. Ooh, this is a, this is a good comment right here. Baby Doc, <laughs> I, I like this this thing. Baby, lock them doors. Good to see you in the chat box. Uh, do we hunt for CBs because Anthony Brown and Kelvin Joseph are asked? The answer is yes, bro. Yes, you 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 gotta you gotta improve that. You know what I mean. And if it's, do you have that replacement on the team right now? You know what I mean. If you go into if you go into next season, Mike, right? And let's just say you don't have Anthony Brown. You don't have who who would that player be opposite of Trevon Diggs? Nation Wright? I don't think it's Nation Wright either. I think they whiffed on that damn piece. He's inactive game in, game out. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? If if it were me, though, I would stop. And uh, the unfortunate thing is Calvin Joseph, he does do good in special teams, but he also does boneheaded crap on special teams, right? Activate Nation Wright. Give him a shot. Calvin Joseph isn't it, man. He He's not it. You know what I mean? So, uh yeah, man, I'm totally open for another uh, cornerback, bro. Yeah. You have to be. Uh, boss man penalty fat yards is is not very good, all right? It's Anthony Dudu-Stain Brown is still Dudu-Stain Brown. And yeah. uh, Cowboys, they, they got to go get a complimentary. You're spitting in the face of Trayvon Diggs if you don't. You got to go get you a complimentary corner. We talk about C.D. Lamb needing a complimentary number one. Diggs needs a complimentary number two because he yeah. can go out there, get no targets, and the guy's just getting burned all day, and he's yeah. out there shutting wide receivers down for nothing. Don't spit in Trayvon Diggs' face. You'll get him a complimentary number two corner. Bingo, bro. Bingo. That's, that's well said, Mike. Well said indeed. Steve Max 23, solid quarterback class in this upcoming draft. Yes, indeed, and that's good news for us. I would love to get the Penn State kid, but he's going to be out of our range. But it is deep. It, it, there are there are other good quarterbacks that will be there in this draft class. Hollywood 23-22. CD's problem is he won't go after the ball when it's in the air. He doesn't make the ball his when it's headed his way. Wow. I, I, that's a really good observation. Yeah. Yeah. CD Lamb. Will ride the highs and celebrate and dance and do all this stuff, but when it don't go his way, he moans and he groans and he becomes a diva. He has to be able to ride the highs, 
ride the lows, get better from the lows so you have more highs. CeeDee Lamb doesn't do it. He won't do it. I don't know if he's a selfish player. Uh, I mean, Dak will get picked off. It's his fault, and he don't go try to make the tackle, Joe. Get your head in the game, CeeDee Lamb. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's definitely been that, right, where it's like he gets alligator arms. It's like he's anticipating the hit. And maybe he's not going to get hit, but he like just like Hollywood 2322 saying here, he's not going to go for that ball. He might let it sell over him, and then it's going to go into an interception, or it's going to make look it's going to make Dak look bad, right? So, yeah, I, I definitely see that too, man. And um, and that's why you know, like I said, I think he's a really good receiver, man. Uh, but he he's just not an elite, you know what I mean? I, he's probably. Top 10, maybe, but de- he's definitely not in the top five for me, bro. No, yeah, not at all. Yeah, uh, let's see what else we got in here. Let's see what else we got in here. Cleveland Brown here with another comment here. If Bossman can't get the number two CB spot next season, uh, we Tristan Hill him and move on. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. he's a good special teamer, though. He's a good special teamer. You can leave him on here. For special teams. That might be the only saving grace for him keeping staying on the team, but he's definitely not going to get the second contract. He'll uh, he'll finish no, it. He won't get a second contract. And not only that, this is a guy that you have to worry what he's going to do in the offseason. <laughs> this guy was involved with the freaking drive-by oh, murder. Really? I still don't know how yeah. this guy didn't get suspended, bro. That, that blows my mind. Uh, <laughs> but I think he got benched. The Cowboys call it an illness, but I think Bossman fat, pit, Bossman penalty fat. I think he got benched. That's right. They said he was out due to illness. He got benched, Joe. I ain't buying it. I don't know, man. I, to me, he either did or maybe this fool was hungover. He seems like that type of player that just doesn't put – it's not his number one priority, and that's dude. what drives me crazy. But he got penalized. He didn't even care, dude. He was like – Yeah. Jeez, like he didn't even man. care. That was a bad selection, bro. I think that I think the front office got finessed into that pick because there was a lot of fans that wanted him in, in, during the draft, and I think maybe some of these guys or scouts heard it. Oh, yeah. the fans like this guy. They like this guy. Let's go ahead and take him. Yeah, they're done crap, bro. It's that second round chance, man. That's what that's they, that's what Cowboys use that second round pick for. It's always the yeah, it's it's the the risk it's the gamble the pick. pick, the gamble pick, the roll the it's dice the Vegas pick. pick. Yeah, man, I, the the only one. Well, okay, the roll the dice pick that, that has worked out the most has been D Law, right, second round, and a Sean Lee back with uh, Wade Phillips. You know, those were the only two. You know, Sean Lee had, you know, the injury concerns coming out of Penn State. They rolled the dice. He he did pretty good, but those injuries showed up in the NFL as well, right? D-Law, you know, uh, was, was a little bit of a smaller DN coming into the league. That's why he was there in the second round. Uh, but uh, you know, it's, it's paid off, but he's kind of had some, some injuries concerns as well. So those two to me, Mike, have been the, the best second rounders we've had thus far. And, and of course, Trayvon Diggs. But that, that I don't consider Trayvon Diggs a roll of dice player. That was just a pure this guy steal. fell to us and that we took a steal. Yeah, that, that was, was a steal. steal. Total steal. Yeah. Sam Williams steal. Yeah, Sam Williams is looking like he could definitely be something. 
So hopefully the, they're turning around that second round uh, bad karma or whatever the hell you want to call it. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't count Bossman out just yet. It's only year two that the cake big. I, I think that cake is burnt, bro. Uh, <laughs> it's burnt. It's burnt. It smells bad. It, it's stinking up the house. It's time to get something else cooking in there, bro. I'm just saying, bro. I'm just saying. You know. No, I appreciate that super chat, bro. Uh, man, great, great discussion, man. You guys have been on fire tonight with the Q&As and the comments in the chat box, guys. Great show. Uh, we're running here in about an hour, Mike. I, I think that's I think that's it here for tonight, Mike. Um, any any closing thoughts before we go here, Mike? Yeah, man. Everybody, Hollywood, uh, Hollywood, thank you for all those super chats, brother. I mean, you were going in ham on those super chats. Uh, if you can't get yeah, me man. on my DMs, Hollywood, I'm going to send you something. Um, so get at me on my DMs. You went above and beyond that super chat. So get at me in my DMs. I'm going to send you something. Um, and, uh, guys, enjoy Thanksgiving with your family. Uh, really uh, enjoy it with your family here, guys. Um, you know, this is the time to give thanks thankful for my, my wife, my family. Um, uh, thankful for the Frisco report, being able to come on here every Tuesday and talk to you guys. And I can't do it with, with my best friend, Joe. Um, I can call him up anytime. He'll answer on the third ring. It's, it's, it's always on the third ring. What up, bro? Joe. And I'm <laughs> and, uh, just really yeah, thankful for my dog. Thank, th thank you for all my friends. Fifth quarter Cowboys, Dallas Cowboy fan, 1980. Um, you know, give your thanks, guys. Count your blessings. It's family time season. And uh, don't get, get caught in the moment, all right? Enjoy those smiles. Uh, enjoy the laughs. Enjoy the jokes. And just enjoy that. Give everybody a hug when you see them. Uh, but it, it's family time. Thank you guys uh, for watching us here on the – report guys we can't do it without y'all that's my closing statement well said by mike well said indeed it's hard to follow that up but i will say thank you so much to you guys out there man we can't do this without you uh you guys make the show what it is with the great questions the great commentary in the chat box that's what it's all about man we have a great community here uh with the frisco report uh cowboys corner and cowboys blog uniting for one of the better authentic Cowboys podcast out there, guys. So, again, shout out to all you guys. Make sure you guys pound that like button. Subscribe to the channel so if you haven't already. And we'll catch you for the next one, guys. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Peace.